Okay. <laughs> hey there, welcome to the Signful uh, uh, program or podcast. Not even sure what we call this anymore, but uh, I'm Chris. Got Laura with me. Um, Craig is on the sign. That sounds so official and cool, so we'll just say that. <laughs> How are you today, Laura? I'm good. I'm doing good. Yeah, it's not quite as oppressively hot outside, which is really good. I like that. Not yet. I think that's tomorrow here. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not good. Yeah, well, we'll get 90, I guess. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. Well, I'm sure if it's 90 up there, I'll be 90 plus down here, so it should be good. All right. Well, hey, today, um, good episode um, of Seinfeld. I, I, I liked it. What did you think? It's not one of my favorites, actually. Okay. I don't know why. This like little collection here, last week with the limo, this week with the Good Samaritan, and mm-hmm. next. I think the next one of the three is my least favorite of all three. Um, I think we're like, in my opinion, season three has a lot of really good episodes in it. Um, but this is kind of like a, a, pe- uh, a valley for me. <laughs> it definitely wouldn't make my top 20. I don't want to overwhelm no. it, but this is one I wasn't used to. Like if I didn't watch it all, I'd have a hard time <laughs> talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I saw some elements that, although it wasn't my favorite, it kind of said, wow, uh, this is kind of defining the layered season Seinfeld. Like, I saw some glimpses of what was to come. Hey, I thought it was interesting, but, but yeah, let's uh, start talking about it. Um, I, I thought there were some funny moments. Like, at the start of the episode, uh, Jerry's talking to Lane in a car phone, and, you know, obviously car phones back then were really different than the car phones here, yeah. um, of, like, 2022. Um it seemed like they had a moment where Elaine couldn't figure out what Jerry had on speakerphone, which, you know, <laughs> seems pretty normal now. It was kind of funny yeah. to see how weird it was for them back then. Yeah. It was uh, hands-free, and he's like, it makes it safer. Yes. <laughs> we know now that's not necessarily the case. Right, right. So I'm, I'm sure some, like, um, car safety people are watching. Even if they're watching for fun, they're like, no! They're probably <laughs> yelling at the TV when they see that part. Um, I, I thought this was interesting. I know certain words trigger people, but yellow, I mean, that sounds like a phrase that was old even in the 90s when the show was created. I, I can't remember ever calling somebody yellow, and if, like, you called yeah. me yellow, I don't think I'd be that offended. Um, I, you know, it's, it's funny. Now that, we, now that we're talking about it, I wonder if kids, if t- like teenagers today, would know what we're talking about when we, if we said it. It has. It could have. You're on mute again. Um, it could. Um, it could have different connotations, you know, <laughs> in today's in today's world too. You know, it it would be back in the day. Um, it would have had, you know, you you. I mean, this is a terrible conversation, but um, back in the day, you know, that was a slur for for Asians. You know. And, yeah. Um, but I think it's I think the version that they're using here is like a shortening of yellow bellied, you know, like you always hear oh. the, you always hear the uh you know the old West people saying, You yellow belly, blah 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 yeah. blah, you know. <laughs> I I don't watch enough westerns to be able to finish that sentence, but um I think that's what they meant. So <laughs> like he would like saying he was chicken, 
basically, that he was too chicken to follow her or him. He thought it was a guy. So, yeah, I thought it, it kind of felt like you know you always talk about how Jerry uh, he's got this rich like trove of old comedians he's went to, and we've seen that in some of the episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if like one of those comedians is like, "Come on, Jerry." You gotta get a joke about being yellow in there. And Jerry's like, "All right, we'll have to do that." Yeah, you never know. This chicken yeah. would have been better. I mean, if I was right now, yeah. I, would, I would argue for what chickens have yelled. But yeah, I, I thought it was okay. It just it kind of dated the show. And probably if we watched it in the nineties, we'd be like, "Man, this is an old phrase." Even back in the nineties, yeah, it was right. different. I I liked it. It was good. Um, trying to figure out how best to phrase this. Um, you know, so Elaine. Okay, so Jerry witnesses a a hit and run. Elaine, um, I think they did that as a writing tool to make sure it's easy to explain that Elaine doesn't know who Jerry meets. So the phone gets disconnected. Jerry meets this really attractive woman, and he's smitten with her and everything. Um, so later on, he explains his dilemma to George, and I, I love this because. George had a little bit of Kramer in him because when, you know, George tries to cover for Jerry, it's like a fight. You know, it's like a, a big, you know, it should have been, hey, you know, the guy drove off too fast or something. But, yeah. you, you know, George really pushes the limit. And, you know, Jerry gives him a look, but but Jerry gets into it too. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. He he basically, it's like he embellished the story. He, he forced jerry to embellish the story of what happened when he chased this woman it turned out to be a woman he thought it was a guy right but, um he chased her down the road because elaine's like you know you can't be chicken or yellow and uh you know he you know he catches this person and it turns out they go on a date <laughs> you know he'd go they go to have coffee um and you know, they need to make it sound much more intriguing to uh, to Elaine. So, you know, tell her about the, tell her about, what was it? Tell her about the pushing? Was that what you said? Yeah, yeah. George said shoving. Shoving, and that's right. It got as far as to, like, I don't think Elaine and Jerry were dating for years and years and years. But yeah. it was weird how, like, George throws out, oh, and Jerry's like, oh, yeah, I got my karate stance. And like, you know karate? I mean, Elaine yeah. like, hey, you don't know karate. And mm-hmm. just it, it was just, it, it got silly pretty quick. But, but mm-hmm. it, it was good. Um, so I like this. And, and again, it would be ridiculous for me to say it's one of my favorite episodes. But what I kind of liked is it set up some stuff that we really kind of knew by the end of the episode. So Elaine wants um, to go, Jared to go along to a, a dinner with a married couple, and Jerry can't, well, it was this date, and he couldn't really yeah. say why he, he was doing that. Yeah. So he, she invites George, and then, you know, George, hey, is, is the meal being paid for? Yes. Yeah, so, okay, I'm there. You know, I, I like that. Yes. I thought that was great. And I can't remember if, I mean, George did some chintzy things in the past, like just some very, <laughs> I'm cheap, but that yeah. was classic George. It was like he was playing the hits, you know? He was like, hey, is the paid for? I'm here, you know? Yeah. I mean, and he's, and you know, you see him on camera. I have it playing in the background right now while we're talking. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's his typical eating self. Like his face is basically buried in his plate, yes. eating spaghetti, which is what he ate in the other 
the episode uh, mm -hmm. with the girl he was going to date that he got fixed up with, you know, just sucking spaghetti down like a, you know, a pig in a trough. Um, you know, he, he, you know, he falls, you know, ass backwards into everything, you know, and he falls into here with a free dinner, you know. Um, and of course, you know, the payoff for the free dinner for Elaine is that he ruins her friend's marriage. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, you know, why not? <laughs> and, and there's a couple things we can quickly address with this one. Um, I think I say bless you. Like, I was thinking while I was watching going, do I say bless you? I think I do. Maybe I don't every time. But I thought that was strange. I mean, it's polite to say bless you. But it was weird. Like, you see this moment, like, once, you know, the sneeze happens, everyone's looking around. And then George just flip and says, hey, he's not going to do it, so I'm going to do that. Yeah. And, and you know, obviously, the easy answer is George is not paying attention. But, man, George was kind of like Kramer again. You, you know, Kramer just says whatever and doesn't care. George Freeman said that. I mean, could you imagine saying that? I mean, I would feel weird. Like, say, you know, there was like a double date. And I was out with you and, you know, you're now a husband. I, even in a date situation or even in a... Like, say, we went somewhere and you were interested in some guy and everything. Even as a friend, you wouldn't say anything, even at a date or maybe saying, hey, I'm interested in this guy, be cool or whatever. It's so weird that he would say that, <laughs> especially to a married couple, you know? I mean, can you imagine going off a married couple and criticizing him? You, you oh know, that God. would just be... In the way he did, you know? Yeah, I mean, it would just be so bizarre. I mean... He wasn't going to... He said he wasn't going to... This guy wasn't going to open his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> So, I yeah. have a, I have a long history with the phrase "bless you." Okay. Because when I was working in the job prior to the one where you and I worked together. Oh, okay. It was uh, the same company that we're with now. Mm -hmm. um, much different um, experience yes. then. Though. Much different. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a. It's like a different company completely now, but. Um, Back then, when I was working, it was in Pittsburgh. Um, well, it was like right outside of Pittsburgh, the north in the North Hills area. And uh, we had a corporate visit from mm. like probably it would have been like probably a couple steps up from our editor, you know. Okay. They came in and spent time during the day with reporting staff and editors. And then they spent time, they went in to see us during the evening where it was uh, the designers. I worked um, like I, my shift was nine o'clock at night till five in the morning. Mm -hmm. And um, I worked in sports. And mm -hmm. so they were walking through and talking to people and, you know, asking about what they do and stuff, pretending they care. You know? <laughs> but but um, we got a report back after they were at our office Mm. And granted, they were only there for a short time, you know, but one of the things they said was that there was like a distinct lack of communication in the newsroom. Oh, because you can say bless you or something. And one of the things they said was somebody was sneezing and nobody said bless you. Oh, geez. So wow. after this visit, whenever somebody would sneeze, it would be like, 45 bless yous every time. You know how, how more people right. would do two sneezes? First sneeze, second sneeze. 
you know, every single time for like months after that. It was like, I, I would say some of it was probably a joke, you know, for some people, you know, like every time somebody sneezed, we're going to say bless you forever now. Right. But, you know, every time I see this episode, I think of that day, Yeah. you know, and how that, you know, how that happened. And, you know, I also, the other, another thing is that my husband is a three sneeze person. Oh, so you got to wait. Yeah. So I, when they're talking, when George says, you know, you don't know, I, you know, I didn't know mm-hmm. if she was going to sneeze again. There was a big gap. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, people probably think I'm like the biggest witch in the world because, you know, my husband will sneeze twice. Yeah. You know, there's another one coming. So why should I, you know, why should I waste my sneeze? I bless you, you know. And so weird for me, like if, if somebody sneezes, I'll say bless you, but I don't naturally think of that. So I'm sure there's mm-hmm. times where even for a wife where I haven't said bless you. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's weird. Quick aside, you were talking about work and it, it's kind of strange about how, and it's not just for journalists, but for any type of, um, you know, where a lot of people working from home, which is still the case for a variety of people mm-hmm. here today. Um, my goodness, the corporate visit has become a thing of the past. But the strange thing is with our teams, we could, in essence, call pretty much everybody. So even though you don't have that corporate visit where they come to your office and mm-hmm. say weird things like the lack of communication thing you just shared about, yeah. they can pretty much call you anytime. So I guess your corporate visit could be in terms yeah. of a random Teams call, which is yeah. – it, it's taken a while to get used to, but it would take take a, a longer time to get used to the old way because we're yeah. so not used to You know, it. it's funny. Back then, like this was in the 90s. Um yeah. I think it would have been, I was working there from 94 through 97. Yeah. So, um, but now, back then it was like exciting because you get to see like the big rigs and stuff. And um, before, right, I mean, in the days like before COVID, whenever somebody from corporate would come, it was, we met it with dread, you know, because I, you know, that was like my probably fourth and fifth year in the business, you know? So it was still exciting when people paid attention to you, but you know, as you get older and you get, you know, more experienced, you know, that these corporate visits get in the way of you getting your job done. You know, you have to like take all this time away from work to talk about stuff. And, you know, they're always asking questions and we know, you know, the type of stuff that they were talking to us about either wasn't really necessarily part of our job or that was stuff they w- wasn't going to change, you know? Well, if you think about travel, like if you're executive, travel used to be, I, I think some people looked at it as fun. Yeah, you get to travel again. Yeah. I, I had, and I'll say this quick, we're getting away from Seinfeld, but let me say this quick mm-hmm. when we get back. Yeah. I My previous job to the job I'm at right now, um, I was at, a place where there was a miscommunication between somebody. I was the editor. I was running the newsroom at the time. Mm-hmm. And there was a miscommunication. So the head of content for the corporate wanted to come see me just to make sure everybody was on the same page. My goodness. He had to fly from Maryland to Ohio. And it was part of a couple trips. It was part of a couple days where if you think about today, so now, you know, he's in the phone, he, on the plane, he's stewing. Okay, what should I say? How's he going to respond to everything? Yeah. When 
you know, if that happened today, all right, hey, let's do a Teams call or a Zoom yep. call. We'll get everybody in the call. Everything will get figured out. Because yeah, it was literally, yeah, yeah, it was a 15-minute conversation. And any concern you had went out the window. He's like, oh, yeah, we're all cool. And, like, you flew for this. <laughs> you know, it's like. Yeah, that was a big thing. Like, back, I mean, we always, and again, I apologize for taking us further out. Um, <laughs> Why you know, whenever we would get, I mean, this happens in everybody's business, probably. I mean, not maybe not in factories, but, um, you know, when we would get a new boss or a new level of, you know, somebody working with us. Yeah. They would have to go to every office. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like cost a fortune, you know, what we would not have given for to take the money that they spent on these trips yeah. to have another employee, you know. Right. Or, or at that point it was like to have new computers you know or whatever you know but anyway it makes you think when somebody got laid off and and they're like well we had 10 trips and I'm like come on that's weird All right, well let's get back Uh, um, again it has to do with Seinfeld we're we're, going to make it relate Um, (laughs) okay so at the dinner um, the husband gets mad because you know George kind of snips at him for not saying bless you uh, the wife gets mad. Man, we don't know what's going on. So it goes back to Jerry's apartment. Uh, they all meet together. Very small thing, but I kind of like this. I don't know why they kept it. I thought they easily could have edited it out, but did you catch when Kramer walked in, some guy from the audience yells, hey, it's Kramer. I thought that was kind of strange. Oh, no, strange. I didn't. And yeah. I watched it like 10 times. I had it a couple it times, but so for some great. reason that caught out to me. And, you know, they did before a studio audience, so I'm assuming there was some yahoo in the crowd that was like, hey, Kramer. But it kind of told me that, you know, the iconic character of Kramer, he was getting a really strong fandom, if not before, by season three. I mean, again, it could have been a goofball. You could have yelled at any character, but how many characters are getting like, it was like the Norm from Cheers, you know, yelling Norm when he walked in. I, I thought it was kind of fun. I don't remember what at what point it happened, but remember there, there start there was like a moment when, when Kramer would walk in, it would just it, the audience would yeah. just erupt. Yeah, like, I mean, I think it was beyond this point. So, but you know what's funny is that guy, whoever did that yell, probably that is like his world's greatest moment. Oh yeah, if, if he was on, he'd be like yeah, probably like. He probably plays that for every new person he meets, and you know that'll be in his obituary. Yelled oh yeah, it, and it's on episode such and such. <laughs> and they, um, well, I think it was pro Kramer. It wasn't like they're like, oh, he sucks oh, when no. he comes in. Yeah, yeah so maybe, maybe they just decided to keep it in. They're like, hey, let's get this train running. Let's have yeah. him in there. <laughs> um, yes, I love this. And if I remember right, I didn't have time to look up the story. There, with Kramer and Mary Hart. Mm-hmm. I think there was a real instance of somebody yeah. that had some issues yeah. listening to Mary Hart. Yeah, it kind of was a bold move. I know the 90s were a different time. I mean, 2022, if you did that, you probably have to apologize. And, you know, us journalists would cover it for a week and, you know, we'd be like, oh, what's going on there? But I thought it was kind of bold. I mean, I don't think the lady died from the Mary Hart thing. No. But kind of embarrassing. It was kind of fun to see. I remember it being in the news that this woman, yeah. had, every time Mary Hart spoke, she would have a seizure. Yes. But I, yes. you know what I wrote down in my notes was, I wonder, like, if Seinfeld was being made today, 
what would the events be that they would use from our oh, yeah. from our world today? Like one of them I was thinking was, remember the, uh, I think it was a Facebook thing or Facebook and Twitter maybe, where people couldn't tell the color of the dress that yeah. uh, in a Seinfeld episode right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure there'd be like a hundred things from now at this point. Yeah. I I thought it was good. I mean, the crux of the show, you know, they're trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, obviously Jerry doesn't want to say that the woman that sideswiped the car was an attractive woman. The guy thing was still brought there. But then yeah. there's another girl that Jerry's interested in. And that becomes the girl that the car got hit. Now, mm-hmm. again, different time. I'm sure 30 years from now, if we were talking about a sitcom, yeah, can you imagine that if we're talking about sitcom 2022 and 2052? That, that'd be strange. But um, I, I thought it was interesting because blue sweatpants, <laughs> I think it was a joke, but it seemed like sweatpants were really this alluring thing because not only was she blonde, but Jerry was emphasizing she had blue sweatpants on. Blue sweatpants. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Like, we didn't wear sweatpants to work. I mean, no. Well, I think I, I think she was probably like going to the gym or something, right? Or like, I mean, I think the closest we came is yoga pants, which I think are still okay. a thing today. In fact, you know, yoga pants have become the work pants of America. Now. Right. Well, I'm guessing they were, I don't mean to oogle the poor woman, but they were probably tighter. Because when I first saw it and I saw blue sweatpants, I'm kind of like, the blue, they probably were like blue as in they were tired. And that's why uh, they all liked them. Um, yeah, because when you and I worked together, my goodness, if you were there before, what was it, 5 p.m., you had to wear a tie? And, yeah. you know, we, we got away with wearing polos and slacks. I mean, what you guys wore. Um, because we came in late. I mean, good thing we didn't come in earlier. We've had to wear ties every day. Yeah. That was a different world, too. Yeah, remember, um, like, remember you used to have to wear ties? I wonder, like, if we if we go back to the office now, I wonder what I wonder what revolution will have happened there, you know? Oh, yeah. I, you, I mean, I bet you people will not be wearing ties. You know, it's funny. My boss, when, he, when he's in the office, he generally wears a tie. But I think... I, I was trying to figure out what it was, like when he would wear a tie versus not. And I think it was when he was um, like going out and meeting people or having lunch with people. Yeah. Like presenting himself for the first time because he, he's pretty new to that position. Right. But uh, it, I mean, what a world, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, it was just a, a totally different world too. I, I, I thought the rest of the show was good. I mean, you, you had the back and forth. Uh, you know, Jerry goes out with, gets got the other girl. And it's just like the the blonde turns in to be very upset, you know, because uh, she got the idea that Jerry sideswiped her car. And it, yeah. it, it all became rough. And Yeah, uh, there's a, there was a lot of lying in this episode. Yes, yes, very much so. And what's interesting is that it wasn't George doing the lying. Yeah, I mean Jerry lied to Elaine and uh, to Elaine about the the girl who hit the car. First, that it was a guy. Second, mm-hmm. that he had you know gone on to chase this person and that he they had gotten into a fight and all that stuff. And um, and then Elaine, because she was mad that she was having dinner with this married couple, 
that she hated eating with married couples because they would talk about their married friends and everything. So she made up a boyfriend. And of course, yeah. you know, it can't just be the guy who lives, you know, you know, around the corner from where she is. It had to be the um, the matador. Right. Eduardo Carocchio. Yes. <laughs> Elaine is an absolutely horrible liar. Yes. Um, throughout so. the series, you see her attempting to lie a lot and it always backfires i mean you think about you think about this episode plus the the other th time when she gets hooked up with george where she's trying to lie to susan mm. about you know what they were talking about at the coffee <laughs> at the coffee shop during the Mar marissa tomei episode um it just she's terrible at yeah. it. um one thing that made me I was I was laughing because I was I was thinking I wonder what Chris is going to say about this. Um, here's another girlfriend. Oh um, yeah, yeah. That you know, it's another girlfriend, another ridiculous girlfriend. Right. right. For one of them, um, and also Jerry in this episode is a terrible boyfriend. Oh yeah. You no, know, I'm let's keep in mind this woman is, you know, massive amount of trouble. This Angela is her name. Um, she's a massive amount of trouble because, you know, she's a she's like damaged this woman's car and just drove away. So she's basically a criminal. Right. And Jerry is like before she threatened him, Jerry's like, How do I get into this other relationship with Becky Gelke? Yes. The blue sweatpants, you know? So Jerry's a terrible boyfriend before she threatens Jerry. So it's just, it's interesting. I, I thought it was funny too. And she's a married woman. So I, I don't know if we can classify her as a girlfriend. But like when she has the affair with George, she seems so much like the girl next door. Like you see what happens after they sleep together. And yes. you're thinking, she'd be like, oh, I never thought of doing this before. And, you know, George felt guilty. I, I thought it was funny how she's like, well, I'm the one who committed adultery. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't commit and, adultery. And then she's like, oh, I would have slept with anybody. You know, so I, I thought when you first saw the episode, it was going to be like, oh, I'm such a girl next door. It's simple. I can't mm -hmm. believe I did that. Where in essence, she was like, all right, you're the first one to say bless you. It would have been anybody if you yeah. know, <laughs> anybody said that. Yeah. Um, I called it wrong, and, and maybe it wasn't that hard to figure out, but for me, it kind of surprised me. So. Yeah, and of course, you know, Kramer talks to Becky Gelke and immediately yes. takes Becky Gelke's side and believes that Jerry is the person who did this accident and had lied to her, or to him, and um, and then, of course, drops the bomb that he's going out with Becky Gelke. <laughs> This wasn't one of the greatest episodes of all time, but I like that. But you see, over and over in the series, like Kramer picks up, like you know, a relationship's ruined. But you know, Kramer's coming in, and, and Kramer's ending up with the girl. So I, I thought it was good. And, and then the one, and obviously you've seen this if you're interested in the show. Uh, what was it? Was it the not that there's anything wrong with it? Kramer ends up bringing a guy back to his <laughs> room at the end. If you remember that. So, was that it? I, I, I think don't. it was. Is that? I don't know. I, don't I know it happened once. I'm not sure if it was the, not that there's anything wrong with that, but there was one where he ended up. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. I meant this episode. I'm like, oh. Oh, no, no, no. Later <laughs> on. Well, what yeah. I'm saying is Kramer picks up a lot of women that are <laughs> left in the trenches after George and Jerry get with them. And a guy, too, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know when the happened there, but, you know, there was yeah, a guy. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought overall this was a good episode. Like I said, it didn't stand out, but there were some elements to it that I'm like, wow, this is going to come up later on in the series. So yeah. maybe a little above half. Not... Yeah, it wasn't blown away by, not, but it was all right. It's not one of my favorites. Um, I there were a couple lines in this movie, in this movie, in this show that I liked. You know, that stick with me. Um, the the point where um, they're they're telling the lie about yeah. um, him chasing this person. Jerry told George that he followed the person. And that he, you know, ended up having drinks with her and or coffee with her. And he's like, I am speechless. I am without speech. You know, that line. And then repeated on a different story about the same thing from by Elaine. I love that line. I've seen yeah. that line in other shows, but um, it just cracks me up every time you hear it. And oh, yeah. the other one was when Jerry hears that Elaine had told the story about the matador and and Jerry forces them to stop talking. So, cause he needs to explore the, you know, the, the, uh, the story. And, you know, he asks the name and he does the hand thing with the, yeah. with the cape. And, um, it kills me every time when he says, una momenta, por favor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, that those little things, again, you know, for me, the little things are the things that are the best and all through Seinfeld, you know. So. Let me mention this. And we've got a couple of ads that I was going to talk about real quick. Uh, we put Fraser on hold. Uh, just a lot going on. We, we need to. We're still going to do Seinfeld podcasts, but, you know, doing two in one night got a little crazy. Uh, but I, I got to mention, we've always talked to the end of Fraser about. Um, you know, possible, what do you call it, reboot news. Did you see, like, they talked to David Hyde Pierce about it? And it was kind of like a little bit of a back-and-forth answer. Like, David Hyde Pierce is like, hey, you know, if it's a good script, I might be in. You never know. Uh, but then I read somewhere else that nothing else has happened with the script. And, you know, they don't know if maybe Paramount's not as keen on the idea anymore or if maybe, you know, sometimes – you know, in our professional pursuits, one thing gets us really excited for a little bit, and then a week later, we're like, ah, who cares? And, yeah. and maybe that might be it, too. So, yeah, that's the latest um, on did, that. So. Did you, by any chance, see the see the uh, the video that they did? Um, now, I'm not, I don't remember. I have to look at this one second here. Um yeah. Was that the dark version of yes, uh, Fraser? Fan, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fan trailer about the reboot. That, yeah, you know, in the trail, in the trailer, there's it's it's Fraser trying or trying to kill Niles. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just taking like moments from the show and just adding horror, you know, horror music to it. It's very funny. I, don't know I like that. Yeah, I, I did. I like that, and then. I saw, I don't know if this was Photoshop or not. I don't know if Kelsey Graham actually tweeted this or if it was just funny. Um, some people would say he looked like the Undertaker, the wrestler, 
And somebody had an image of him saying, I'm not that. And I'm not sure if he actually answered that or if it was just oh, I don't know. funny. I don't know. It's <laughs> We got a hold, so I, I'm, I've got one less news source to check. So yeah. I, I still see Frazier News, but it's taking yeah. stuff off my plate, which is always good. Um, so, Hey, a uh, couple things I wanted to share. Um, w- w- we hope you like Seinfeld. I, I think you do. I mean, if you're into Seinfeld, you're listening to this. Hopefully you like the show. But Cash App is a nice way of sharing. Like, so if Laura and I go eat or we split a package, I mean, we live, what, two and a half hours away. So it's hard to, you know, I'm not going to drive two and a half hours to give Laura 10 bucks. You know, so <laughs> Cash App is a nice way where if you both have Cash App, it's like PayPal. You can send each other money. It makes it really easy. Well, we have a link on the podcast page where you click on it, you sign up for a cash app, you attach your account to it, which you should because I can't send money without attaching my account. You get five bucks. And, you know, I get five bucks too. So it's a nice, easy way of, of doing money. If you're too disappointed in the podcast, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'll listen to it. We're going to pay you for listening to it. Just download the cash app. You got five bucks for your troubles. Uh, it should be really good. And also, we're. I do a lot of contests on my page, so we're going to spotlight a contest on each show. Um, on the page, if you click a link, you could enter to win a $5, um, I think it was an Amazon gift card. So mm. we're sharing that with other people. It's not just our own contest. I don't have 500 bucks besides an Amazon gift card, but it's a, nice, a way that you can possibly win. We're sharing that for what we do here on the page. Uh, I think that's about it. Laura, anything else we should mention before we get out of here? I don't think so. Think okay. Fair enough. Well, we'll see uh, everyone next week. Um, thanks again for checking out the Seinfeld Show. For Laura, this is Chris. Have a great day, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.